This is WQA Radio, a podcast from the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Three, two, one. And hello, I'm your host, Wes Bleed. And then there's going to be a series of videos that we're going to call microblast videos. So these will be very short, two to five minutes in length. Um, and we're targeting about 12 of these videos. That's WQRF Foundation Relations Manager Kim Redden talking about the 2020 grant program, which will feature a new website focused on water treatment education. And welcome to WQA Radio, news and insights about the water treatment industry. Find us at WQA.org on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. This is episode number 207. If you're a first-time listener, glad you're here. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you never miss a show. That's the magic of podcasting. We're publishing this on March 17th of 2021, and in this episode, we talk with Kim Redden about the 2020 grant program, one of several research projects in the pipeline at the Water Quality Research Foundation. She explains the reasoning behind the new website, the type of information it will offer, and how that information will be conveyed. It's due for completion by the end of 2021. Plus, we'll have our WQA tip. Now on to my conversation with WQRF Foundation Relations Manager Kim Redden on WQA Radio. And we are joined by Kim Redden, the WQRF Foundation Relations and Research Manager. And she's with us today to talk about the grant program of the Water Quality Research Foundation. Kim, great to have you on WQA Radio. Thank you, Wes. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. And you've been doing this for a couple of years now, haven't you? It seems like time has flown. Is it more than that? As time has flown, it is almost three years that Kayla actually just had her three-year anniversary with WQRF, and I'm coming up on mine, um, so it's very exciting. And Kayla is your assistant, correct? She's the research project leader, yes. So she is the day-to-day uh, keeping the, the research moving forward and keeping it on track. That is, is her. And for members who don't know much about WQRF and maybe a few folks out there who are not members who are listening to our podcast, tell us just briefly about the foundation. Absolutely. So WQRF's mission is to advance knowledge in the science of high quality, sustainable water. So how I sometimes summarize this is we research where and how there can be water quality improvement or the protection of public health with water treatment at the point of entry of a home or building or at the tap at the point of use. So there's a variety of different ways that this can be done. It can be through some data collection research, you know, really um, um, doing statistical summaries, things of that nature, or it can be wet lab research where we're actually testing point of use and point of entry treatment technologies for their efficacy to remove contaminants. We also look at um, different test methodologies in terms of reducing testing costs for product certification. We look at um, a whole, yeah, our research agenda is quite broad. 
um, we look at, at this mission statement through a variety of different ways. And the website is wqrf.org. And if you go to the website, you can see a whole bunch of past research. You can see reports. You can see the new contaminant map, which is a, a great new feature. And so there's just a, a wealth of information on the website, wqrf.org, all based on research. And Kim, what we're going to talk about today is the new, uh, well, or fairly new grant program, specifically the 2020 grant. But again, high level overview, what is the grant program all about? Sounds good. The grant program awards one research grant, um, typically every year or other, every other year, um, up to $50,000. And it's a project related to the research agenda categories that are chosen for that year. So we do have six specific research agenda categories. So the this award is a little different than our typical process. Our typical process is issuing an RFP for a very specific research concept where we're looking for, you know, a really, a pretty specific hypothesis. Um, the grant program is soliciting and potentially funding um, unique and interesting ideas directly from the research community, as long as it's aligned with that research agenda category that's selected. So this allows the acad uh, academics and independent researchers a little more flexibility in what they want their proposal to be and what they submit. So it's WQRF's way of going out and, and casting kind of a wide net across diverse projects and then evaluating them with specific criteria um, through our task force vetting process to then um, make a final recommendation to the board on what project is the most unique and interesting uh, to the board. Okay, so tell us about 2020. Uh, absolutely, so this, um, the two research agenda categories selected for the year of 2020 were regulatory affairs and public awareness. And ultimately, the proposal that was recommended by the task force to the board for funding was focused on public awareness. So the definition of that category to WQRF is increasing consumer awareness of water treatment through educational and extension work. And this could be through demonstrations, in-person education, and also publications um, and things of that nature that then are, are more distributed, maybe electronically. And, and this language is very um, aligned with what's in WQRF's bylaws around education. And most research helps increase public awareness because just by nature of releasing the findings or the results of the project, you're creating more opportunities to talk about water quality and, and water treatment. But this is the first time WQRF is is funding a project specifically looking at the concept of public awareness all by itself. Um, so Mike McGowan is chair of this task force and it's really great having a dealer perspective leading this project. So the deliverables are really valuable to the dealer and can really be implemented in a dealer's day-to-day -day operation. So we're, we're definitely glad to have him leading this, this task force. Mike McGowan from Minnesota. Um, okay, so what are the deliverables? You mentioned that they're going to be valuable. Yes, so the project objective is to address public awareness of drinking water contaminant occurrence, as well as the health outcomes and appropriate point of use and point of entry treatment, and doing this through creation of a user-friendly web-based educational 
uh, website for WQRF.org. So the project will build off and supplement the already existing public resources on WQA's website. So, you know, especially the betterwatertoday.org, um, but also other governmental agencies, websites, and other uh, technical resources that are available and out there. Um, so the website will include uh, links to various topics, so drinking water contaminants or, or treatment technologies, and the users can access relevant technical articles and also um, summary information um, through a variety of different ways um, uh, through this project. So this will be a, a pretty much a, a resource-oriented website, an educational website with uh, lots of different kinds of material. Maybe describe for us what, what we would see on the website. Yes. So what is in the proposal um, is a long format video. So she's going to, the, and I should mention, this is uh, the proposal award went to University of Arizona. Um, so Dr. Kelly Reynolds is leading um, this, this project. And the, so the educational materials include some long format videos. So these maybe are more, more technical and maybe more for the industry. I think the industry will find those more interesting because they are a little bit more technical. So we'll have two 30 minute videos. There will also be at least four infographics developed that will summarize then all the concepts that we've already kind of touched upon. So the, the contaminant occurrence, the health outcomes and point of use and point of entry treatment. Um, and then there's going to be a series of videos that we're going to call microblast videos. So these will be very short, two to five minutes in length. Um, and we're targeting about 12 of these videos. Um, so we're still looking into how those videos will be formatted. Will it be a Q&A with a credible scientist? Will it be, um, you know, more informational? So kind of going to play around with the formats for those. Um, and yeah, so that's, that's an, an, an interactive, searchable uh, kind of format of, of all, how all these resources will interact is what they're proposing. Okay. And um, is WQRF going to learn anything by this, or is it more or less making information available to the public? Yeah. So I think we're going to learn a lot. I think we're going to learn what educational content or channels um, gain the most traction. What When we release something like maybe a video, how does that then increase our website traffic on WQRF.org, WQA.org, other organizations, um, even partnering with our, our industry members? If they share content um, such as a video or infographic, how do they track then the website traffic um, for them? So I do think we're going to learn a lot about what communication channels are working in terms of creating that behavior where then the consumer, the general public is actually now looking for more information such as certified products, professionals in their area, further resources. Maybe they look at other research on our website. Um, but I think we're going to uh, learn a lot about those, what effective communication channels there are. Okay, we're talking with Kim Redden of WQRF, and we're talking about the 2020 grant that is going to be used to uh, facilitate this new website, and we're looking forward to it. Uh, you might have mentioned this, Kim, but what's the timing on all of this? 
So this project is anticipated to complete by the end of the year. Um, so we, this is a different, it's so different because typical research will have progress reports. This will have content deliverables. So I don't know if there'll be a soft launch of the website before year end or um, you know how that will all play out, but it is a little different than our typical process, but we're looking at um, uh, less than a year until it's complete. All right, and as we're talking here and uh, discussing this, it's 2021 that is the calendar year we're speaking of. In case you happen to be listening to this far, far into the future from mm -hmm. where Kim and I are right now, it's always kind of exciting to know that WQA podcasts are essentially out there, you know, living uh, on the webs on the uh, on the internet. We often see people have been listening to podcasts that were created many, many months before. All right. So I know WQRF has been busy. You've been busy. Kayla's been busy. Tell us about some of the other things that are that are uh, that are going on or, or that you can update us on. Yes. So we will have a, the 2018 grant project will complete this summer. So this project is the Emerging Contaminants Removal and Microbial Growth in Membrane Filtration and Activated Carbon. Um, so this research project essentially was looking at the removal of a couple different emerging contaminants. So um, some short chain uh, PFAS chemicals were, um, were targeted. So we have PFBS and PFHXS, um, as well as PFAS. So those three, and then uh, manganese and uranium as well. So very interested to see the removal efficiencies with, with point of use RO and activated carbon for those, and then any impacts of microbial growth on their um, efficacy. So that is to complete this summer. So the report will, will hopefully be available and released, um, we hope before the mid-year leadership conference. And then we do have another project. Uh, I mentioned that the 2020 grant is going to complete before the end of the year. And we do have phase one of the emerging contaminant study expected to complete by the end of the year. So this phase one is looking at consumer awareness of emerging contaminants to help give WQRF some data on public awareness regarding emerging contaminants. And, and this will help inform what contam along with other other guidance um, and, and activities regarding emerging contaminants that will all in combination help inform phase two of this research, which is more studies on the treatment efficacy for their removal. Um, so that one is also expected by the end of the year as well. Um, and then we have uh, in early 2022, I know that seems like a, you know, it's a year away, but it is, um, it will come up quick, I'm sure the way time is flying, but that is our sustainability comparison study. So that was looking at the, um, the impacts on people, profit, and the planet in terms of small systems that might be struggling with the Safe Drinking Water Act compliance and their uh, two options, uh, which is to either upgrade their, their centralized treatment plant or do a point of use and point of entry treatment strategy. Um, so looking at comparing the impacts of both of those from a sustainability lens. So that one is anticipated uh, early 2022, and we'll have a couple case studies in there. Um, so really looking forward to, to that project uh, to complete as well. So all coming up in the future. 
Well, there's a lot there, Kim, and it's great to hear about it. And again, if you have um, not been on WQRF.org, have not seen the kind of research and the reports and the past studies, uh, you owe it to yourself to get over there. I want to say get over there. I mean, obviously, click on WQRF.org and see the information, the research, the uh, studies that are out there that can help you, the WQA member, uh, and or uh, just somebody in the industry or others within the, the consumer public uh, who want to know more about point of use and point of entry and the kinds of results that water treatment can provide. So I want to encourage that. Uh, I want to encourage people to reach out to WQRF.org. Uh, Kim, what would you suggest the best uh, opportunity to contact you if people want more information? Uh, that would be great. So my email address is kredden, R-E-D-D-E-N, at WQRF.org. Um, you can also reach out to the um, general inbox, which is foundation at WQRF.org. We are always looking for more volunteers to help us peer review and scope out all of these projects. So if you're interested in volunteering, uh, definitely get in touch with us. We have a lot of really interesting projects coming down the pipeline, and you learn so much from being a part of these um, task forces. So I highly recommend it's, it's certainly worth the, the time investment in terms of what you get out of it. Right. There's a great opportunity for WQA members to get involved. And obviously, if you're not yet a member, we want to encourage that as well to uh, take an advantage of that membership opportunity to share your expertise in serving on a committee that, uh, in fact, can help WQRF do continued research for the industry. So, Kim, we want to thank you again for joining us. It's uh, great to see all of these things coming together. Much It must feel really good knowing that you've been at this for a while to see these projects actually uh, developing and providing such a wealth of information. It is, Wes. Thank you so much for having me on today. It's many years sometimes in the, the background before a project even gets funded uh, and then certainly complete. So it feels very good to be at this point where we have multiple projects completing every year. Oh, and we also should mention, of course, that when you go to WQRF.org, you'll see an opportunity for you to donate. Donations are encouraged because that's the way that this research gets funded. So uh, please consider that as well today. Our guest has been Kim Redden, WQRF Foundation Relations and Research Manager, providing an update on the grant program and research at the foundation. Thanks again, Kim. Thank you, Wes. And now our WQA tip. We know it's been tough to hire the workforce you need, especially for dealers. That's why we have our WQA Career Center, where you can post a job and look for that next wave of talent. With the WQA Career Center, you can get the same state-of-the-art services that you would get with commercial job boards and more. Plus, WQA is a member of the Engineering and Science Career Network, so your job posts reach a much wider audience. Go to wqa.org slash careers to get started. And remember, WQA member companies get a member discount. Thanks for listening to WQA Radio, a podcast of the Water Quality Association, the leading voice of the water treatment industry. Remember, 
You can subscribe to WQA Radio on most popular podcast apps. Learn more about water at WQA.org. And of course, learn about WQA product certification, professional certification, and how you can become a member at WQA.org. This is Wes Bleed. So long from WQA Radio.